Hello and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hartnett, and in today's podcast, we're focusing in on the world of Gaelic games and the role that one of its stars is playing in ending world hunger. This series is in partnership with our good friends at AIB, proud sponsors and champions of the GAA at club and county, where they know what it takes to get to the top of the toughest peaks. Our guest this morning is five-time All-Ireland winner Garoth Hegarty, a member of the all-conquering Limerick Hurlers. As we will hear, he has a huge hunger to add to that medal tally, but he is also taking time out to do something on the bigger world stage, helping to pack 80,000 meals with restaurant chain Zambrero. We chat about the power of history, what it's like to be enjoying some downtime on the golf course, the return of John Kiley, those 80,000 meals, and a little about the cranberries. You're very welcome to the Sport for Business podcast, The Road. Nice to see you. Um, how are things with you at the moment now that you're in the, the off inter-county season and I see that St. Patrick's haven't quite made it through to the uh, to the club championship final this year? No, unfortunately not. So my year is, my year is over. A um, little, bit, little bit earlier than I, than I hoped and I expected, but uh, that's the way things go, you know. You just have to, I suppose, I have to take my break now over the next, whatever, two or three months and... Uh, be well rested going into next year, you know. It's going to be another busy year next year, and I'm I'm, I'm already looking forward to it, you know. But this time of year, it's it's nice to switch off, get a few games of golf in, and uh, you know, have a few nice free weekends, head to the beach, and just chill out with, with, with uh, go for walks and with the dogs and whatnot, my girlfriend. So, um, there's plenty to be doing. Very good. Uh, I was down in Dromolan Castle for the KPMG Women's Irish Open, so you're not short of good golf clubs around there as well. Adair Manor, you might be able to get around in there. Yeah, I was actually I, I was lucky enough to get out there on Saturday um, in a in a member guest, and I was lucky enough to get the invite. So that's awesome. And uh, you know the the pro on there last year was was amazing, and I, I I cannot wait. Not to wish my life away, but I can't wait for the Ryder Cup in twenty twenty seven. I think it's going to be incredible. True, and, uh, and and brilliant for the county, just like the hurling has been over the last number of years. You're right; it's it's good to be able to take a break because it probably feels as though you've been hurling for half of your life at this stage so four in a row secured now last year how does that feel like when you when you started playing when you first came into the county panel I, I can't imagine that the ambition would ever have been there necessarily to become perhaps the greatest team of all time certainly on a on on target to become the first to win the uh, the, the five in a row how does it how does it feel as to where you are now it's like it's it doesn't it doesn't feel like we've done what we've done to be totally honest. I don't know it, it has it hasn't sunk in. I don't know I don't know when it will sink in or when it will ever sink in. But um, you know we're just we've obviously been on a great run over the last few years. Um, as I said, I'm looking forward already to next year. Um, I'm looking forward to just meeting the lads. You know because you don't when when, when you break up after the All Ireland final, you have a couple of days of, of celebrations as as. Uh, if you know what I mean. And then after that, fellas go back to their clubs and you mightn't see them for a few months. You know? So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again, looking forward to seeing the group. And although pre-season is, a, is a, such a tough time and it's, it's, it's really, really hard going, I, I'm looking forward to being back. You know, I'm looking forward to getting back into getting back into the swing of things. And, you know, you, you miss it. Like, I've been, I've been injured for the last couple of weeks, so I actually missed the last couple of club games. And you'd be amazed what 
when you can't play two or three games and you've been out for four or five weeks, you'll be amazed at how fresh you feel and how, how, how much you wish you were, you know, back back in the swing things, back in the middle of the championship, you know. So, um, yeah, like I am, I'm, I'm feeling good about myself, feeling, looking forward, as I said, looking forward already to next year and disappointed club years over, but now I'm looking forward to just relaxing for the next couple of weeks, getting a few games of golf and then maybe hit the gym, you know. Yeah. Just dragging you back into into county for a, for a moment before we move on, but... As a as a Dublin GAA fan, we were obsessed with getting to five in a row because A, it would beat Kerry and C, it would make history. But the players always felt as though it was just one game at a time, one championship at a time, and that it only became that special moment after the event. Have you as a group, have you considered that? Because, you know, the, the Corks and the Kilkenny's have, you know, have been there. They've almost got there. You've matched Kilkenny's four in a row now. Um, the you know that sense of history does it does it knock on the shoulder of a twenty odd year old? Um, I, I don't I don't know to be honest. Like I uh, look everyone everyone I've met in Limerick since the Iron Final, literally from the Monday after the Iron Final, they were talking about next year. They were talking about winning the five in a row, so on and so forth. So the supporters are definitely mad for it. Um, I haven't thought too much about next year myself, um, but look. I, I would always say, maybe in time, I might look back and, and disagree with what I'm about to say now, but I don't necessarily place too much emphasis on, you know, winning three in a row, winning four in a row, winning five in a row. I just want to win another medal. You know, I always say, you know, people were saying congratulations on on the four in a row to us this year after the final. And, and, I, and I'd be kind of thinking, yeah, well, we have five medals though. You know, growing up as a young fly, I always wanted to win in All-Ireland. That was my goal. I, I just dreamt of I dreamt of, to be honest, of playing in Crow Park, you know, first of all. And I suppose a, a pipe dream then was to hopefully someday win an All-Ireland for, for Limerick. And, you know, so I'm I'm incredibly um, proud of, of what we've done over the last five or six years. But um, as I said, my goal for next year, I, I just want to win another medal. I want to win another medal. You know, it's not necessarily the, the streak or the winning how many in a row or anything like that. Maybe that'll change in time, I'm not sure. But I just want to keep racking up the medals. And you got the news that broke recently that uh, that the boss is uh, is is hooked in for another uh, couple of goes at it anyway. Uh, John Kiley has been, you know, he's been there all the way through this, and he's been a, a manager and a coach that has been credited and lauded from from on high. What's he like to work with? He he's brilliant to work for. You know, he's. Um... Look, John will always tell you where you where you are, where you're at. You know, he won't beat around the bush. You know, if you if you should be doing a bit more, he'll tell you straight out. Um, and you no, know, as as a player, you respect that. You know, you respect. You don't want someone to be beating around the bush, telling you that you're flying it when you know you're not flying it, or you know, if you're not making a twenty six, telling you that you're flying it, but you're not. You're unfortunately not on twenty six or anything like that. So, John, tell you straight to your face where you're at. And uh, as a player, that's always that's always appreciated because you know what you need to work on to to get to where you want to get to. You know, so. Delighted he's back for next year, and um, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's hopefully it's a bit longer than that. But sure, we'll see where we are this time next year. And a great leader of the team, but also a great leader of the backroom team. And there's been an awful lot spoken about the input of others into that management group as well. There, how does how does how does that feel as a player as to how that has developed over the course of this run of success? Yeah, I, well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think one of John's brilliant or John's greatest strengths is that he he's able to 
identify the right people to be to be with him, you know, in the background team. And we're blessed with the with the quality and the caliber of people that we have with us. You know, there's a lot of really, I suppose, intelligent and 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 really really good people that are involved in our backroom, um, in the backroom with, with John. You know, and um, as I said, we're blessed that we've kept everybody pretty much together so far. Obviously, I'm sure you're going to ask me about it. So I might as well talk about it now. Obviously, we've lost Caroline, which is which is a pity and a shame, but. That was always going to come eventually. You know, she's traveling up and down from Sligo, which is which is a huge task in itself. She's a young family. Uh, she's two kids, which are which are which are starting to you know um, become a obviously the, the traveling and whatnot. And they're starting to grow up and go to school and and so on and so forth. She's a busy woman outside in the as well. She's a lot going on herself. You know, so it's a shame to lose her. But um, all all good things come to an end eventually. And. You know, we can only really thank her for what she's done for us over the last few years. I always said that we wouldn't be where we are without her today. And she knows that and we know that, you know. So um it's a shame that we lost her, but you know, we can we can uh we can we're just so thankful for her for the last number of years and, and thankful that she has stayed with us for so long because she's a busy woman. Yes, indeed. There's there's been there's been a great sort of emphasis placed on the on, on the mental coaching as well as the physical coaching and sport of of late. We've we've seen Gary Keegan and the impact that he's had with you know Dublin GAA with the Irish boxers now with the with the rugby team out in in France as well. The Premier League in England published a, a lovely piece of content during the week as well, talking about Michael Caulfield, who's the 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 sort of the the chief uh, mental well being guy with uh, with Brentford Football Club that importance of us and i know we've spoken in the past about the kind of you know the the pressures the you know that that come on you as a as a young man and as a as a player at this high level some of the talk is just about that freedom and that ability just to have a chat that there isn't anything necessarily structured or structural about the way that you you go into the relationship with carolyn and i don't want to, not not that it's personal but that sense in your own mind as to the good that comes from being open to actually having a chat with mates, with psychologists, with coaches, with fellow players or anything like that. Is that something that you'd kind of really give a high priority to? Mm. Like, look, I suppose statistics show when we all know that men aren't, men aren't great to speak about any problems that they have, you know, and I always, I always see Caroline as as nearly like a, a second mother. You know what I mean. You both, you can, you can, you, anytime you can pick up the phone and ring Caroline and any problems you have, and she's she's nearly like a problem solver. You know, you never come off the phone or you never sit down with Caroline and come away from come away from feeling worse. You know, you'll always come away from meeting with Caroline and feeling better. And I suppose that's that's her superpower. You know, she'll always she'll always get you thinking a little bit differently. You know, if you're maybe not feeling the best or you're thinking a certain way about something, she'll always. She'll always help you just to, to see the good in something or, or, you know, get yourself thinking, thinking, thinking positively again about something or anything like that, you know. So she was brilliant. She's a problem solver. You know, she's she's uh, not to simplify it or anything like that, but she was all, you'd always come away from meeting with Carolyn feeling better about yourself and, and feeling clear in your mind as to what you need to do or where you need to go about certain, certain things, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a pity that she's gone, but I'm sure she'll always be there for us if we, if we ever needed to give her a phone call as well at, this, at the end of the day. I'm sure she will be. And the importance of it as well as thinking beyond those white lines of the pitch, that life is is much bigger than the result of any single game. And the, part of the reason why we're talking today is about Zambrero's initiative to, you know, basically tilt at the windmill of of bringing an end to world hunger. So um, tell us a little bit about the the campaign and and why it's important for you to get involved in these kind of social good initiatives away from the hurling. 
Yeah, so look, I was delighted to get the phone call um, to team up with, with Sambrero, and I suppose why I'm here today is to is to raise awareness about the meal packing event that's on this Sunday in St. Mary's College in Rat Mines at 11 o'clock um, for a couple of hours. So they're hoping to, I think it was 30,000 meals that they packed last year, and they're hoping to they have, they have a goal of 80,000 meals to pack this Sunday, going to those that going to those that that need, that need it, you know, around the world. So um I suppose it's it's World Hunger Day is World Hunger Day is is this Monday coming, so that's why the, the event is on Sunday to, to try to get those meals out to people as quickly as possible. You know, so it's it's an ambitious goal of eighty thousand meals to pack on Sunday. I'll be there myself and looking forward to it. Um, it's, it's supposed to be a great event, so I'm really looking forward to it. And it's, it's a great initiative. You know, they they have a play for play program, which means any any breed or bowl that's bought in Zambrero. Um, means that a, 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 an additional meal goes to goes to those that need to every breed or bowl that's that's bought. There, whoever's buying it is basically is is sending them into those that they need. So it's a, it's a very unique uh, selling point that Zimbero have, and it's it's an easy one to get behind. Obviously, to tackle homelessness, and I suppose that's their that's their overall uh, their mission statement. You know, is to, is to try end world hunger uh, one meal at a time. You know, through the play for play program. So I think they've they've over seventy one million meals already donated worldwide over the last number of years. You know, so it's 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 um, they've twenty. 20 um, shops already around Ireland and it's and it's growing. I know there's one coming to Limerick soon in Castletroy, you know, so I'll be keeping an eye out for that. So um, it's, it's it's a great initiative to get invited. To get invited. What will the nutritionist in the Limerick GAA circles think of uh, of burritos as a, as a fuel? They'll for be fine. They'll be fine. No, I, I'm, I'm a lover of Mexican food as it is. I eat plenty of Mexican food already, you know, so... Um, I suppose don't 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 uh, don't fix it if it ain't broken. I eat plenty of Mexican food as it is, so I'll be fine. I'll be fine. No fear. This time of year, now this time of year, it's the off season. You can enjoy yourself a little bit more, so we'll be okay. It's a good time to be doing things like this. It is indeed. So you might even grab one of the meals as you're as you're packing the eighty thousand. Yeah. There's a couple of you from the from the the sporting world that are involved in it as well. Sharon Maudsley, she's she's got plenty of speed about her. Is it, is it going to be competitive between mm. e as to how many meals that you're going to pack? Oh man, speed speed wouldn't be one of my uh, one of my strengths now. So I don't want to be going up against Charlie in any speed uh, in any speed tests uh, or anything like that on Sunday. So uh, I know it could be a bit of crack. Stacey Flood is there as well, you know. So myself, Stacey, and, and Charlene will be there on Sunday. So I'm really looking forward to it. Something different, you know. Um, and uh, as I said, it's 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 doing doing some good for the world. There's plenty of problems going on. There's always problems in, in the world, you know. So it's nice to be nice to get involved in something like this. That's tackling a tackling a real. A real, I suppose, sore point, you know, something that needs to be something that needs to be talked about a little bit more. So it's nice to get behind an issue that's promoting awareness and, and helping those in need. Yeah, obviously that's the most important thing which is happening this weekend. But as a Limerick man, you'd have some growth for rugby and that big game has taken place in uh, in Stade de France in, in Paris, with Ireland going head to head against New Zealand. Um there's a there's a stronger Limerick connection as well off the pitch in that uh, the Cranberry Zombie has been taken over by the Irish rugby fraternity as being their kind of song of choice afterwards. You set that ball rolling with Limerick hurling and dreams. Um, how does it feel now to have that kind of that Limerick voice being representative of all of Ireland in a sporting context? It's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. Look, I haven't been lucky enough. I haven't been lucky enough to get over to any of the games, but. Talking to a few people that have been over there, they they've talked about the atmosphere and 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 I suppose they thought after the after the Scotland game when it came on after the South African game, everyone that was at the Scotland game was waiting for it to come on. Obviously, the result was the game was was put away, and everyone knew Ireland were going to win it with a couple of minutes to go. You know, so everyone was anticipating the uh, anticipating Zambia to come on again. You know, and just even sitting down at home watching it at, on the TV at home, you can you can hear you can feel. Sometimes it's different. You can feel the atmosphere coming through the TV and. 
the atmosphere of these games is is incredible, and it's 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 cool to see the videos like that of the players really soaking up the atmosphere after the game with the song and, and things like that. So it's class. But hopefully, we hear about the zombie on Saturday night. Put it that way. Uh, would you be a, would you be a, a frequent visitor to Thomond? Uh, not necessarily. No, um, I would have maybe when I was younger. I remember when I was growing up. Now um, I used to go to I used to go to Thomond Park watching a bit of the Heineken Cup games and Paul O'Connell and. David Wallace and O'Gara and all them were in their pump, but um, no, I wouldn't necessarily. I'd be lying to you if I said I was going to Tone Park all the time. No, but I'd, I'd watch. The, I love watching international rugby. I think international rugby is brilliant, um, and I think the World Cup has been awesome. So I'm really looking forward to Saturday night. I love the All Blacks. I went to see Ireland and the All Blacks a number of years ago. I think it was in Croker actually when maybe the Aviva was being done up. If I'm if I'm right in that, I think I am. Um, and I'm fascinated by the All Blacks. So I, I, I'll be. I, I'm really really looking forward to Saturday night. I think it's going to be an awesome. It's going to be an awesome game, and unfortunately, in a way, Ireland's reward for coming and coming through a bruiser against South Africa and beating the Scots dominantly is is a is a World Cup qualifying against the All Blacks. So, um, you know, they were talking about Ireland being successful; they need to get at least a semi final. So, it's a big ask. I know they're slight favourites, but I think it's going to be a brilliant game. And you'd never know, sure, the way that it's shaping up, we might still get to play against England in a World Cup final. That'd be a bit of crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, look, they they have a they have it all to do Saturday evening. I wouldn't be looking past the All Blacks at all. I know they were beaten by France in the first game, but um, they'll fancy themselves to turn over Ireland for sure. So I'm sure they're not looking past it either. They look like those Irish rugby lads. They look like they're in a serious zone at the moment. They look so focused and they look like they just know that what they're what they're doing so well. They look so well drilled, so well prepared. Um, so you can see them, and 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 I hope to God, you know, that they, that they do get over Saturday night because there's some there's some more brilliant games. Of, you know, in the semi-final and potentially a final if they, if they can get over Saturday night, you know, but um, we'll see. We'll see. The All Blacks will be a massive test. Uh, is it enjoyable for you watching a great team coming together from afar? So you're watching it through the same eyes as the rest of us, through media and through video and through the television and all the rest of it. Um, like you are that team for large parts of the summer. How different does it feel now to be sort of just uh, watching it as a fan? Is is that something that you enjoy or do you kind of think, geez, you know, God, I'd, I'd love if I'd started to play rugby and if I could be out there with them as well? No, no. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to be a spectator. You know, I, I always try and make it my business to get to the football final every year, you know, because our year is, our year is done. Obviously, the hurling final is always on before the football final. I love going to the football final as a spectator, going back up to Pro Park when the pressure's off. You can relax, go up on the day. Maybe go up on the Saturday, have a couple of pints, like 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 the, like what everybody else does. Spare I know we're we're obviously blessed and it's privileged to play in, in the big games that we're in, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But it's lovely going to games as a spectator as well, you know. So I do love trying to get to the football final. But it's the same thing for the rugby at the moment. It's lovely to sit back, you know, um, on the couch, keep the feet back, and just chill out and watch the games as a spectator. You know, it is it's 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 brilliant and. Um, I'm really enjoying the World Cup so far, and as I said, like uh, you can watch it in in the in the comfort of your own of your own home, pressure off, and just whatever happens happens, you know. So it, it's lovely. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure to talk to you as always. Um, the very best of luck on Sunday with hitting that target of eighty thousand meals. Yes. The very best of luck with all of Zambrero's initiative to uh, to end world hunger, and uh, I hope you. And the rest of the country enjoys uh, Saturday night as well. But for the moment, anyway, the road Hegarty. Thanks very much. Cheers, Rob. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
I hope you enjoyed that. And thanks again to our GAA partners, AIB. You can subscribe to the podcast, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday across a wide range of sporting areas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There are now more than 40 interviews to listen back to, including with the CEOs of Sport Ireland, the British and Irish Lions, the FAI, and many more, as well as sporting stars like Garoth, including Rashida Adelecki and Fintan McCarthy. Please feel free to dive in and spread the word if you enjoy them. You can sign up as well to our twice-daily email bulletins or check us out on X or LinkedIn. Join us again for the next episodes with Paralympic high jumper Jordan Lee, Kiwi businesswoman Michelle Walsh and world champion gymnast Reese McLenaghan. Thanks for taking the time to listen in.